0: welcome to the diversity church podcast this is pastor jonathan ember we hope that you would just take a moment and listen and receive the word of god we know that one word from the lord can change your life and so we hope that this message will bless you and transform you in jesus name Amen. can we give it up for jesus in this place he's so good Thanks to Miss Shawna and the women's team for leading our Encounter Weekend. I also want to give a shout out to our North Campus for hosting. Can we give it up for our North Campus who's watching online? We love you guys. Love that space. And uh, we're grateful to be one big old church in two locations. And so anyway, as Shawna said, we've been in a series of messages called different and we are talking about being different from the world. This comes from Romans twelve two. We spelled it differently, obviously. D-F-R-N-T. It's become a slogan, a tagline, because we are different people, but we have the same God, this diversity church, speaking out in this world that is divided. We're bringing unity. Come on, somebody. Who's glad for the vision of this church for this time that we're living in? But what God is also saying is not just that we're accepting each other's differences. What we're also trying to do is be different from the world that we're actually living in. Why? We can't change what we're conformed to. Right? If we're just conformed to the world, how are we going to change the world? They need a better example. They need a better way. We know the way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. And so we're trying to live out Jesus. That's what being different is all about. And that's what Paul is saying in Romans 12 too. Be not conformed to this world, he says. Don't just go into the pattern. Don't just follow the patterns. Don't just get in the stream of life and just go down that stream willy-nilly. No, he's saying, I need you to actually be transformed. I need you to actually be counter-cultural. And so the rest of Romans 12, Paul Like, spells that out. If you need to know what being different is all about, you want to know what he means when he's saying, I need you to follow Jesus in this transformed way, in this different way, he just spells it out throughout Romans 12. So we've already looked at the first 13 verses, and we've preached multiple messages on how to live out being different from the world. So I want to actually look at the next two verses, and I want to categorize these next two verses with a title called A Different response. All right. How are we called to be different from the world? How are we called to be transformed? Well, when we go through circumstances, God is actually calling us to have a different response than the way that the world would respond. All right. Let's look at these verses. I want you to open up your heart. Everybody do like this with me today. Go. All right. Would you do that? Come on. Do it with me. Y'all, y'all need Shauna's talk about being uncomfortable, all right? It's all right, all right? We're, we're gonna open up our heart because these words that you're about to receive, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're different. And these are words that if you read it in your flesh, in your own understanding, you're gonna say, I, I don't agree with it. I, I don't understand this. But we're opening up our heart for a better way this morning. Here we go, Romans 12, 14 and 15. It says, bless those who persecute you. I told y'all, that's why you had to open up your heart. Y'all already go, All right. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. We'll let that just sit for a second. All right. It says then, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Can you tell that this is a different response? This is so different than the world and how the world will respond to circumstances. So I want to just explore these three things that we can see right here in this portion of scripture. I want to talk about three circumstances requiring a different response if you're a Christian. How are we going to change this world? How are we going to transform the world when we live out our Christian ways, when we live out our Christian identity, not to get saved, but because we are saved, (laughs) right? This is a reasonable act of worship, according to Romans 12. One, this is the reason why we live this way is to worship God to show the world a better way, not to get saved. We are saved. Let's live out our salvation in these three ways. These three circumstances requiring a different response. The first one is when someone shows hostility towards you. This is a circumstance that requires a different response. When somebody is hostile towards you, what does the world say? You better get hostile back. Oh, you stepping up to me? Let me step back up to you. You know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, uh, In your flesh... Which the Bible says dwells no good thing. When somebody spouts off to you, when somebody curses you, what is your What is your human response normally? Do you get a little louder? You step back up. You 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 know what I'm talking about. You 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 try to again bring the hostility back to them. Uh, there was an, a, a song, and because we're talking about being different from the world. I felt like I wanted to bring this back up. I might have even mentioned it before at the time. It was a very popular song. It was kind of a, uh, what I would say, a viral song in 2020. So remember the, just the atmosphere of 2020, right? We have all sorts of racial divide. We have all sorts of, you know, political divide. We have all sorts of COVID divide, right? We're in the end or, or towards the end in August of 2020. And this is the viral song that, that begins to be really popular. That I saw y'all sharing <laughs> on your Facebook page, sharing this like as an anthem for me, right? This is how I feel. This is right. Amen. Preach this, all right? This is what it says it's called Try Jesus. All right? This song says, Try Jesus, not me. Cause I throw hands Try Jesus Not me Because I fight You guys know what I'm talking about? You guys remember this song? Dun, 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 dun And everyone was like, yeah! Try Jesus, but you come at me And and we about to box, right? Kind of like Mike Tyson this last week Y'all hear this news story? Now, now, check this out. Like, I know I was lost before Jesus, but I wasn't so lost that I was going to talk trash to Mike Tyson on an airplane. (laughs) Y'all know you are really lost when you see Mike Tyson on an airplane and you start talking some stuff hostility right this dude is this is what the report says i read it he's like yelling at mike tyson he ends up throwing a bottle a water bottle at mike tyson so what does mike tyson do what the world does right this is what we do right you show me hostility dude turns around and just starts wailing on the on this young dude who was like yelling at him and throwing obscenities towards him and obviously a bottle towards him right this is what we feel like we ought to do if hostility is shown towards us. All right? Try Jesus. Okay. And even if it says in the song that this is one part of the Bible that doesn't sit right with me. Can I tell you something about the Bible? There's a lot of the Bible that doesn't sit right with your flesh. Pretty much all of it. <laughs> because why it's a different way but as a christian who's been bought and paid for by the blood of jesus what right do we say in our own mind in our own way that our ways are better than his he's god He knows better. So it's about time for us to show our reasonable act of worship and do what Romans 12, 14 says to do. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Oh, if we would have understood this in Christianity in the dark ages. If this would have been our response instead of the Crusades, yeah. if this would be our response at our workplace, in our family, towards our husband or wife, yeah. towards our sibling—well, yeah. maybe not our kids, because sometimes they do need. <laughs> I'm going to talk about parenting in my next series. All right. Sometimes they need to be checked, hallelujah, amen. You know what I'm talking about? Try, try. <laughs> I'm just thinking about parenting for a moment. <laughs> that song might hit when it talks about parenting, all right? No, I'm just kidding. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that in the next series. But you get what I'm trying to say. We gotta show the world a different response. Now, what, what you see Paul saying here, he's actually quoting Jesus. What I found this week, which was really awesome that I did not know before or I didn't even think about it, The context of these words... Paul would have heard these words kind of passed down from the other apostles. Remember, Paul was saved later on after Jesus already had rose again from the dead when uh, Jesus actually appeared to him like in, in this vision on this road uh, to Damascus. And so I want you to think about this. When Paul is quoting this, he's, he's actually probably quoting Jesus before uh, Jesus or, or even Luke. Jesus gave these words to Luke and Luke probably even heard these words and he recorded it in the book of Luke. The book of Luke wasn't written yet when Paul wrote. Romans so I just thought this was cool the ways of Jesus the themes of Jesus the teachings of Jesus were already in Paul's heart why because everybody was trying to talk about this different way to live and so Paul is actually probably quoting this in Romans 12 14 what Luke records later on in Luke 6 27 and 28 it says but to you who are listening and will you just catch that to you who are listening There's too many messages in church that are preached like I'm preaching today, but the people of God aren't listening. Right? He says, you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those. This is the quote from Paul of Jesus himself. These are red letters in your Bible. Bless those who curse you pray for those who mistreat you. What a different response. If hostility is done towards you, our response is to bring that hostility back. But what does that get us? Think about the logical conclusion of that mentality. You can even think about this in school. If one kid hits another kid, then the other kid hits him back. What does that kid do? Hit him back. And then who stops the fight, right? Who finally stops that hostility when it's just hostile towards hostile and that just keeps going? War continues. Right. What we do as Christians is we recognize there is a God of all war. There's a God of all justice. There's a God who will figure it all out and has it all figured out. Let me just say that, not will. He has it all figured out. Let's just let him be that just king. Let, let's, let him be our recompense. Let him be our vengeance. Let him have what he actually does best, which is hold the world in his hands. Right? And that's why it's a better way. And I want us to recognize this, that God's not going to require something of us that he's not willing to do himself. I I want you to think about this. Jesus never asks us to do something he didn't clearly model himself. And I want you to think about the model of Jesus when it comes to, you know, blessing those and loving those who are your enemies and not cursing them back. Giving a different response to those who are being hostile towards you. Think about Jesus on his way to the cross. The Bible says in Isaiah, he was like a lamb led to the slaughter. He was like he was dumb. He opened not his mouth. Every time I read the scriptures of these pharisaical leaders, these religious leaders, just bringing Jesus to trial. And just yelling all these accusations and slapping him in the face. And ripping out his beard and these type of things. I'm like Jesus, show them who you are. Flex on them for just a moment. Can you imagine if Jesus would have flexed on them? Jamar said it'd be a wrap. That's 100% true, all right? He's just keeping it 100 right now because literally I can only imagine Jesus even said I could call a legion of angels. Right now matter of fact what he will do one day is bring justice on the earth right he was like a lamb then but he's going to be on this white horse with a sword coming out of his mouth then right and so we can only imagine what that vengeance will be in the day of vengeance in the day of wrath that is coming mind you thank god we are in a dispensation of grace how many of you guys are thankful for the grace of god that he didn't flex on us when he could have flexed on us hallelujah because we were those enemies of God. We were the ones. We were the soldiers whipping his back. We were the soldiers piercing his wrists. We were those religious leaders putting a crown of thorns in his brow. We were the ones who were hostile towards him. We were the ones who were enemies of God in our mind through wicked works. Yet Jesus loved his enemies. Jesus blessed those who cursed him. I want you to just think for a moment. One of those days where you just weren't feeling God, or maybe that day or those weeks or those years, you weren't following God. You probably even said something crazy about Christianity. You probably said out of your mouth how stupid those things may have been. And yet, in your sin, in your hostility, in your arrogance, in your pride, Jesus blessed you and loved you while you were in that sin. Before you ever chose his side, he blessed you and did not curse you. He loved you and did not hate you. And that is what brought salvation ultimately in your life. So he showed us a better way. If you want to convince the world... If you want to show them the real Jesus, if you want them to see a testimony that is lived out in your life, love those who are your enemies. Bless those who curse you. When somebody rises up in hostility towards you, you rise up in kindness and grace and love towards them. Are y'all feeling uncomfortable a little bit with this message? I know what my flesh does. And guess what? You're about to have some opportunities to live it out. Went on vacation with my family a couple weeks ago, and we were in Europe. And never did I ever think that I'd have some drama with some random person on vacation. Right? I'm just there to chill with my family and have a good time. But guess what? Hostility will find you in this hostile world. People will be hostile in this hostile world. I love, um, you know, it's a quote, and I forgot who quotes it, but it says, hurt people hurt people. John Maxwell, I think, is the one who wrote, who wrote that. Hurt people hurt people. So you're going to find that in the sin-filled world. You're going to find hostility toward you, and I found it on the boat, on a cruise boat. If you can't be happy and peaceful on a cruise boat. But in this hostile world, it'll be while you're cruising on the, uh, in Germany on a beautiful river, you're going to even find hostile people. So I'm running on this boat. All right. I'm going to share the story with you. I'm running on this boat and um, I'm just trying to get a little exercise. So I'm on the top and we're actually going through one of those locks. So the boat was kind of stopped and you know, I had some phlegm in my chest. And so I actually spit off the boat. Oh, man, it's the worst thing I probably could have ever done. OK, I spit off the boat. We were stopped. Nobody was around me. But evidently, some dude took uh, offense to this thing. All right, He heard it. I didn't even know. I didn't even see him around or anything, but he comes and he stops me with the cruise director and he says, did you spit off the boat? <laughs> it would have been as if I would have killed somebody on this boat. Right. And he's coming to bring recompense and judgment. I said, hey, man, yeah, I spit. We were stopped and. You know, I'm running up here, and I just needed to kind of let out some phlegm. You know, nobody was around. There was nobody even there. He said, we're in a pandemic. So I said, well, you know, I was just running, and I, I'm, you know, I, I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He said, go to your room. Like I was a little kid or something go to your room and now now my flesh that Mike Tyson that's in all of us was starting to puff up on the inside of me and I'm like and this dude is like 70 years old and so I know I could take him Jamar I know I could take this dude I'm just telling you how all of our flesh is in these moments right and then I'm like, no, that's not the way. I, I don't want to get kicked off this cruise, but I, I want to show Jesus. And so immediately, thank God, I had enough wit within me, enough Holy Ghost grace in me to say, listen, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you or offend anybody else. Please forgive me. I'm not going to spit off the boat anymore. And then he started to try to come back. I said, listen, I've apologized. Please, listen, will you accept my apology? He's like, oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. So I thought it was done, right? I was trying to show some grace, forgiveness. I, I'm, please, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Even if you go that route, it won't be enough for some people, right? And, and so then the next day, I thought it was all done. We docked the next day. We're going off to explore this next city that we came to. And then we're on the shore of this place. He's kind of over here with his group. I'm over here with our group. We're kind of having fun cutting up. He thinks we're making fun of him. So out of this ear... From about 15 feet back, I hear him say, "bleep then bleep, bleep, you bleep. You guys don't need to know what those are. That's why I didn't even give you any clue, all right? We're in church today, hallelujah, all right? But dude, I'm like, what? (laughs) So this time, I do what the Bible says also. If you're offended with somebody, you go straight to the person, hallelujah. We're going to talk about this more next week, all right? Go to this guy and say, listen, man, what is your problem? He said, you guys were making fun of me and spitting on the ground. I heard you. I said, bro, you were assuming a lot of things. We were not doing that. We've dropped this. We've let it go. I'm telling you, please, I've asked you. uh, I've asked you for your forgiveness. I've said, I'm sorry. Will you please let this go? And he goes on and on. I said, all right, I'm going to let this go. But please, I don't want this to continue. I am sorry. I've said that. Let's just move past this. All right, so I go on. The rest of the trip, the Holy Spirit's speaking to me. I want you to say hi to him. I want you to say good morning. I want you to bless him. God, you know what he called me? (laughs) To add insult to injury, or if you will, to to, the the irony of this moment. The mascot of the city we were in, you guys would never guess, huge statue. You know what it's called? The Spitting Boy. He's in a different tour group. We're in another tour group. We get to this statue, and the statue spits out water, like, really long and far, and it'll spit on people. Yes! We get there, and the lady's telling us this is the mascot of this city. I erupted in laughter, and I said, there is no way! The irony of this thing. And so you know what I wanted to do in my flesh? I wanted to stay at that statue until that man came to the statue. And I wanted to look at his face and smile as this spitting boy was showing him some more spit. But I'm called to be different. My flesh wanted to do it. so hard. Y'all are relating to me today. I know there is some situation that you've wanted to rise up in your own flesh. But I said, all right, God, not my ways. This is my flesh, but your will. Not, not my will, but your will be done. And so I didn't do that. The rest of the trip, I tried to bless him, say good morning to him, even when he would just shrug it off, whatever, like when I'd say good morning or say hi, how you doing, God bless you, whatever. And so what ended up happening is that his family that he was traveling with Ended up seeing some of these things. And what they said to me was sorry on his behalf, even though he never had said it. And they also said to me that they wanted to check out our church online. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you a better way. It's being different. Not showing hostility to those who are showing hostility to you, but showing them a different way. All right, here's the second circumstance that requires a different response. Here it is. When someone gets a blessing in front of you. When someone gets a blessing in front of you, the way that the world responds to others getting blessed is to hate on their blessing. Now this can happen publicly or privately. So this is the reason why when somebody gets a promotion and they share it on Facebook, you don't want to like their post. You're going to scroll right on by that you saw it you knew what happened to them but because that flesh in you wants to hate on the blessing that they just got you're not gonna like it you're not gonna comment on it you're not gonna say anything because you feel some type of way about their blessing you don't want to rejoice with those who are rejoicing you want to scroll right on by this is the reason why when maybe somebody got a new car and you still been driving your beater am i preaching to anybody let me look around i I'm driving, it's starting to become a beater, hallelujah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you see somebody maybe get a new car, and they get that blessing, and instead of rejoicing in their blessing, you don't even want to talk about it. They even try to bring it up, and you're changing subjects. Tell me this ain't our flesh. Tell me this is not the world that we live in, but again, we are called to be different. Romans twelve fifteen Again, what is not being conformed to the world? What is being different? What is being transformed? He says, rejoice with those who rejoice. What this means is, is a win for someone in the kingdom of God is a win for the kingdom. When you start recognizing that others aren't your enemies, they are your teammates, especially within Christianity. When you start to recognize that there's enough blessing to go around. Why? Because my God is El Shaddai. The God who is more than enough. He is more than enough blessing for me and you and them and whoever. There is enough blessing to go around. Why are we hating on somebody else's fortune? win for us there's more than enough to go around maybe some of that is just to prove where your heart is so when you see this ugly stuff in you rise up you can say god will you please get rid of this nasty heart will you please you could repent a little bit more how many guys know that christians still need to repent (laughs) we need to continue to change our mind continue to be again transformed by the words of jesus and one of the things i know I'm going to tell you another. I told you you're going to have opportunities to live out that first point. And you're going to have circumstances to live out the first point. You're going to also have circumstances like this. You're going to see it even today on your feed. And I'm expecting to see all sorts of praise going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all over Facebook. Come on, somebody. Because this is a different way, a better way. You're going to have opportunities. This last week, we were very vulnerable with you. Last Sunday, our Easter Sunday message on our adoption journey and come to find out that the organization we had partnered with for two years were closing their doors on domestic adoption and so no longer were we going to be able to be with him we'd have to start the process over with a new company And so i I told you that we've already been in this journey pursuing it for four years and it's been like shut door after shut door after shut door and so again it's it's hurt you know what i'm saying and then you see others you know being pregnant and and having babies or whatever and then we got to live out what Romans 12 is telling us to live out. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Last Sunday at our Easter celebration over at my mom's house, my little sister Elise announced to everybody, after we just announced in service about our adoption agency closing, she announces that she's pregnant with her fourth child. Now, you guys have been here. You've had a moment where you had felt some type of way about your circumstance, but somebody else is being blessed in their circumstance. So what do you do? Do we hate on them? Do I, do, I, do I make them feel some type of way and, and bad for them to be blessed? and Do we start comparing our resume and who should have the kids and who shouldn't based on our merit? No. If we play that game, all of us would be damned. All of us would have no merit enough to receive the grace of God. Why don't we all come back to the fact that we have what we have. We are what we are by the grace of God alone. And let that be, again, the reason why we can rejoice somebody else's blessing is my blessing too. My cross might be different than their cross, but we're all carrying a cross. So what am I going to do? I'm going to trust in the gospel. I'm going to just trust in the good news of Jesus. I'm going to bless those who are blessed. I'm going to take a moment to make sure that they understand that I'm happy for them. Why? Because a win for them is a win for the kingdom. Their blessing now is my blessing. That's why we can rejoice with those who rejoice. But this is a different response. This will not be out of our flesh. This will not be how the world does things. This will be only because we're choosing to follow Jesus' way. But again, this is a better way. This will help your relationships. This will help a world see that we can celebrate each other and we can celebrate each other's wins. We need more of that in this world because, again, our world and the conformity of the world is to hate on somebody else's blessing. For the sake of time, let me move on to my third and final circumstance that requires a different response. When someone is hurting in front of you, when someone is hurting in front of you, can I be dishonest? This is one of the hardest ones and has been, I should say. In my journey with Jesus, in my discipleship and learning how to discipline those old ways and ugly ways into the new ways of the Lord, this has been one of the hardest things for me because I'm going to be honest, I'm just task oriented. I love people. I enjoy being around people, too. I have that part of my personality, too. But if I'm busy, if I'm focused on what I got to do, if I'm focused on my own morality, if I'm focused on my own walk with Jesus, if if I'm doing these type of things, like when others come to me with their problems, I I naturally just want to kind of skip over that and even maybe preach to them because I feel like I'm a good preacher. And so I can tell them what to do. I can tell them how to fix the situation. But to stop with them in a moment, to stop my busy schedule, to stop the tasks that I have to do, to stop from me thinking about what is right and wrong in my own life, to actually get into their business and hurt with them while they're hurting. Oh, this is so hard for me. But again, God has called me to be different. Different. So even though my personality, and Justin talked about this and being just you and learning how to embrace your own gifts. But can I tell you, you can't just stay there if the Lord's morality calls you to be different, even in your own natural tendencies. Because my personality could just skip over a lot of people. Shauna was saying this, I thank the Lord for my bossiness, but her bossiness can hurt a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So what do we do? We just excuse that. That's how a lot of people, I'm just going to do me. You do you. How about we do Jesus? How about we just act a little bit more like him? And what does the scripture say? Romans 12, 15, weep with those who weep. It doesn't say if you have time to do that. It doesn't say if you agree with them. It doesn't even say if their pain is justified. I'm about to jump off the stage this morning. Listen to me. It says weep with those who weep. Listen to them. Journey with them. Stay there with them. Empathize with them. Let their pain be felt by your love. I'm about to tell you how to save a marriage today. Because in marriages, what we want to do is just fix the other person. They're not like how I want them to be. I want them to change. I hate this way that they're responding. Have you ever taken a moment just to hear them in their pain? Are you so busy trying to fix them? The man is quiet in the church today. Have you tried to take a moment just to feel what they're feeling? To understand what, what their perspective is, even if it's different, and even if it might not even be morally right? Have you shown them that you care enough to journey with them, to stay there with them in their? pain I shared with you some moments of my own life that I got it right in I'm, a, I'm about to tell you a story <laughs> my wife is saying come on from the front row man this has been such a painful process for me to live up to these different words in John 11:35 35 and in Romans 12 15 John eleven thirty five 35 says Jesus wept. In a situation that others had lost Lazarus, and he was about to fix it, by the way. He's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. But he didn't jump towards the solution before he made them feel the love he had for them. Two words in the Bible, two of the most powerful words ever said about jesus was that jesus wept i just did not get this it was so ingrained in me just to do the right thing to focus on the task at hand when i was in bible college nicole and i had already met but we had put our relationship on hold because in my bible college program i couldn't date But we knew each other. She was going to my family church even. So when I would come home on the holidays, I would see her. But I had to be right. I had to be right. I couldn't, I couldn't make her feel any type of way. Because I wanted to be right and pure. and didn't want her to get any wrong feelings. Her and my sister were driving together. I think they were doing some Christmas shopping. And they end up getting in a car accident. Y'all are going to lose some respect for your pastor today. They got in a car accident. I asked, like, how to go or whatever. Is everyone okay? Like, to my family. But I didn't even call her. Because I was so focused on the task at hand and us being apart and me not trying to cross any lines. I didn't call to see if she was okay, just as my friend. I'm surprised that she still wanted to be with me a couple years later. You guys know what I'm talking about? And that same mentality, honestly, has been lived out in lesser ways through the 12 years of our marriage. Because this part of the Bible, it's just not natural to my personality. Some people are very empathetic. She is a very empathetic person, unless you get on her bad side, by the way. Don't ever hurt this girl, or she going to feel some type of way about you. I'm just saying. But she's learning how to be different, too. We all are. We all should be. Why? Because we're called to be not conformed to this world, but transformed. To be more like Jesus. To be more like him, because it's a better way. So we're going to learn how to weep with those who weep. Let me go to a prayer time right now because we all need to examine our heart in these things. And today we do need to come to a place of repentance or maybe even come to a place of faith in Jesus for the first time. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And I want you just to examine your heart today. Heavenly Father, would you just draw us right now to this place where... We no longer are looking to the world to show us the way, but we're looking to you who is the way. Holy Spirit, in this time, will you just convict our hearts of sin and righteousness and judgment? As you're praying right now and you're thinking through this message, I want to ask those might be watching online or in this building maybe you've never surrendered your heart to jesus in the first place you never come to his love and his grace or again while you were a sinner he died for you maybe you've never fully submitted to that and believed on that and confessed him as your lord and savior we never like to end a service without giving you that opportunity so if that's you whether you're watching online or you're here in the house would you raise your hand and Say, ask me preach i need jesus as my lord and savior who else who else all right, simply, I want you to say, Jesus, come, forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and be my God. I believe you rose again from the dead after you died for my sins. So I call you Lord. Once we've prayed that prayer and we've surrendered that lordship to Jesus, now it's, we're called to live for him. Not to earn our salvation, but to live out our salvation. I'm going to call some of my small group leaders, my other leaders to come to the front. We want to pray with some people and they're going to come and make sure you get the materials that have been designated here in the front. We want to pray for some people that just need to confess, maybe confess your sins or just come and just get prayed for. We're going to actually call you to a moment where you can come and We want leaders to come just to pray with you if you need that. But maybe, maybe you're just in this place and you just need to get lost in the Lord. We just want to provide an opportunity and a space for that this morning. And so if one of these areas in this message convicted you, Maybe in your hostility or in just your own envy or jealousy. Or maybe in that last point, your own just pride or your own ways. You haven't given the response that was preached today. In fact, you, would you just lift up your hand and say, Preach, I just need to repent of those things in my life. Yeah, who else? Who else? Who else? We're going to ask you if you need prayer. After I say this prayer. We're going to ask you if you want that prayer to come forward. It's okay to actually get prayer. We all need this. Matter of fact, even if you're a leader up front and you need this prayer, we're going to ask you just to take a moment and get alone with God. So Holy Spirit, would you just come and work in our hearts this different way? In Jesus' name, if you need that prayer, would you come on forward? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on. Move towards the Holy Spirit today. Sometimes confessing that breaks that pride. That's the reason why we actually call people to the front. Maybe if you're watching online, you just need to get alone to say, okay, Lord, break this heart of mine that is stone. Give me that heart of flesh. Holy Spirit, would you just come? Holy Spirit, would you move? Move. If you're a leader in this place, you come forward. I want you to begin to even pray that and you demonstrate that by you just submitting these things to the Lord too. Because all of us are checked with these things daily, whether that be in our workplace, in our family life. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to become more like you. Help us, Lord God, to respond more like you.